Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I could ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, our guest is Tanya Kane. She's my cousin. I've known her pretty much all of my life. And as you listen to this episode, you will notice that we talk in a more familiar way. And that's just because I know where her references are because we grew up in the same area and around, you know, we have the same family. However, I do want to point out a couple of things. Uh, when she refers to mama, that would be my grandmother, and she had a huge impact on raising a lot of her grandkids or helping to raise a lot of her grandkids. I remember spending a lot of weekends at my grandmother's house and getting to spend time with her and everything like that. Um, she'll mention a couple of aunts and cousins. One of the aunts would be my mom. Um, another aunt would be my Aunt Ruth. Another cousin would be my cousin Marlene. So these are just some of the references, and we all grew up in a town in New Jersey called Weymouth, New Jersey. Even though I live in Williamstown, New Jersey, it was close to where my grandparents lived in Weymouth, New Jersey. So it was like a rural area, all country. Like literally, my family all lived on the same street. So you could actually walk from my grandmother's house to my aunt's house. Um, there were aunts all along the road, cousins. So it was a very close-knit community slash family. All right, so as you listen... I want you to listen to this episode, and I think the thing that I want to point out as you listen to this interview is that even though she was kind of brought up in a Christian religious environment, that it wasn't until she got older that she found God. So I just want to point out that finding God doesn't mean that you find him if you're in a religion or if you're in a church. Finding God is when you find out who he is to you and have a relationship with him for yourself. So enjoy the interview as I talk to my cousin Tanya. Tell me a little bit about your childhood and how you grew up. 
Okay, so I grew up in Weymouth, which is very rural, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> with all, almost all the family, most of the family in that area and on the same street. As a very young child, I'd say four or five, my mother had me when she lived in New York, my mom and dad. And my uncles, Gene and Joe, would drive me home, would drive me to New Jersey during the week because my mom and dad were working. Mm -hmm. And I stayed with mama, as you know, that's what we called her. I stayed with mama during the week. And on the weekends, they took me back to, one of my uncles took me back to New York. And my parents did that until they could actually move to New Jersey. And my mom said she didn't want to raise her baby girl in New York. I have, my brother is six years older. She was okay with raising him, but her baby girl couldn't be raised in New York. So anyway, myself and, you know, some of the other cousins my age, we spent a lot of time with our grandmother. And from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, mm-hmm. um, we were with, with mama and, you know, we prayed. Any games we played were always um, spiritually based. Two other aunts, Aunt Geetha yeah. um, and Ruthie, they would be there a lot of times. And that's, you know, so, so on the weekends I was with mama, weekdays was with my mom. So all the praying was done on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> When I got to high school, my generation, my group, we no longer had to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, life was good. Yeah. I lost my dad to um, colon cancer my senior year in high school when things were a little crazy. Didn't really go back to the, and, oh, let me back up. It was a seven day Adventist church, which mm-hmm. our grandparents grandmother helped found that church so that's what it was for me growing up I didn't really the only time I went back to the Seventh-day Adventist church in Newtonville was when cousin Marlene when the church had something and her or the aunts would invite and say listen we're having you know a special service this um, on Saturday can you join so I would just randomly go but I was no longer going faithfully every week like I did when I was younger right and so that, that was it. Good, good childhood. Okay. Well, based off of what you said, you did have some religious experience. Like you said, like in the weekends, you were at grandma and my mom and my aunt, you know, aunt Ruth or whatever. So I guess the question is like, based off of that, what were some of the beliefs that were installed in you as a child that you took with you? It was very conservative, very, very conservative. And I'd say my beliefs were, or what I understood is that everything in our life, every single thing that we did, how we dressed, what we ate, everything was spiritually or should have been spiritually based um, with some connection to God. And as a youngster, it felt okay. But then as I started getting older, I felt like I I felt restricted. I felt like I could not be myself because we weren't allowed to wear pants. Um, You know, we went to, I left out an important piece. I also went to the Martin Miracle Seventh-day Adventist School. That's where I started in that school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I went to Martin Miracle from first grade to fifth grade. And my mom pulled me out in fifth grade. Wow, I had no idea. Yes. 
Yes. And so it was a positive experience for me. My mom got into a disagreement in how I was disciplined for something that I did. I remember having to kneel in front of the class on that concrete for an extended period of time. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. I remember being placed over somebody's lap. I don't remember whose lap, but I remember being paddled. And so, you know, we, we were... I went to, you know, we used to go to church. I went to church, you know, I didn't read the Bible a lot, but I learned what was taught in Bible school. Like I could recite all the books of the Bible. I could say certain uh, passages and, but I can't say, I never felt like it's different for me now. I didn't feel, I didn't have a relationship. I'll say that. And I didn't know that I should have a relationship where in the preaching and somewhere in the teaching, it just didn't translate for me. Not that they didn't teach it. It just didn't translate for me. So I can remember as a little girl sitting on a pews, watching my grandfather fall asleep (laughs) in the pulpit and my grandmother, you know, deal, you know, trying to tell him and and us sitting on the, um, the, the bench just snickering and her popping and laughing <laughs> and not really hearing the message. It's amazing that you say that because I've spoken to a lot of people. Some of them have, you know, have gone to the Adventist church or whatever. And the same thing, I'm finding the same thing keeps coming up. Like the relationship part was not really the thing that was emphasized. It was more like the rules and the regulations. Like you can't do this, you can't do that. Like we can all tell you what we can and cannot do. Yes. But that. We yes. know this. Yes. But it's like yes. the relationship part and the part about God loving us, we kind of didn't get that part as much. Mm-hmm. I think it's not because it wasn't, I think that it wasn't emphasized as much. That's probably what happened. How did you view God based on that, based on your earlier experiences? He was an important figure to my life. I definitely felt like he had blessed our family. Right. But he was just kind of there. Knew he was there. Knew that. And not like I, not like now, but I I knew that if I needed something, mm-hmm. I should go to him. Okay, yeah. But, but I didn't feel that the faith the knowledge, it just wasn't there. Right. And, and and we lived in that church, you know, sun up Saturday to sundown. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't mind going. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I had to go. So I didn't go in with this hostility, like, oh my God, I have to go here again. I didn't feel that. Like I went, I enjoyed it. It was an outing. And that was pretty much it. It was an outing. I understand. Because I can't relate. It's like, it's not like I hated it because I used to love church as a kid growing up and everything. I liked the friends that I had and everything. But it wasn't until I got older that I was just like, okay, I'm missing something. And but I couldn't figure it out because as a kid, you're just like, oh, this is fun. Everybody's here. Mm-hmm. And when we moved to South Carolina, it was like I went to church. The same kids went to the church school. And then we hung together at church. So pretty much that was like your little world, your social environment. So you have fun and it's exciting because that is just what you do. But as you get older, you kind of see things differently. I was telling someone that I was, that when I was like younger, it felt almost impossible. Cause you're just like, well, if I do this is wrong. If I do that is wrong. Like mm-hmm. how in the world yeah. am I supposed to do the right thing when everything yeah. I do is wrong? It just felt like a losing battle. Did you ever feel that way? Once I 
stop attending. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of us who stopped attending. And then there were a few who did. And I felt like the ones who were still going, mm -hmm. I felt like they were viewed differently. I felt okay. like there was a more positive view of them. And I felt like me and, and Curtis, like we were going to hell because we weren't, because we weren't going to church. Yeah. You no, know, we still had good hearts. We still, the values that were instilled in us in a seven day Adventist church, they were still very much in us and a part of our life and how we behaved in school and just the different things that we did yeah. for the most part, but felt like you're not part of that group anymore. But at the same time, him and I were kind of like the rebels. So I was like, okay. No, I totally understand. So as you got older, I guess what I want to know is, cause I know like now you're like in a different space, you know, you are spiritual and everything. So like, it, what was that experience that got you from there to here? Like what happened to get you to see God differently and to view him as having, you know, to have a relationship with him rather than the way you were taught? I would say when my husband and I started dating, my father-in-law, I don't know if you know, this was a um, Baptist preacher. Yeah. At some point, I don't remember how old, but was in my 20s, mm -hmm. I went to this, what was a pretty big um, Baptist church in Atlantic City. Right. And I still, to this day, remember sitting on the pew and their huge choir coming down the aisle and they were rocking. They were singing and people were dancing. And, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? It was my first experience outside of Seventh-day Adventist. Wow. To the point where I was like, well, maybe I should leave because I'm not sure what was going on here because people were shouting. They were praising God. They were shouting. Yeah. They were singing. They were dancing. And this, th their choir was just phenomenal. They were these powerhouse voices and people were moved by it. Yeah. And coming up, that's not what, we experienced in the seven day Adventist church. You better not bounce. You better not dance. Right. <laughs> that is not how we praise God. And so that experience made me curious mm -hmm. about why that was so different from what I grew up with. Right. And so that kind of, I would say, started me on a journey that I didn't realize I was on, but I started going to the services on Sunday. And then at some point I was working and going to school and I just felt like, I can't say that I, I understood the importance of the relationship piece, right? but I felt like going to church on Sunday, praising God, getting more into the word was helping me through that difficult time of being a manager, a mother, a student. And, and trying to do all of these things. And it was just enough to get me through the week and I would come back for more. Yeah. And then at one point my schedule changed and I thought, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to go. Well, they started having this come as you are seven o'clock service, which oh, I amazing. absolutely loved it because you know it was in Atlantic City, but literally you can come as you were dressed. And that again was a new experience to me, for me, because 
I remember the first time having to, where I wore, where I consciously wore pants to church. Mm-hmm. Girl, you going to hell for this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was come as you are. So I would, you know, do my studies and hurry up and cook dinner. And I was, res- I came as I was, but I was respectable. Like I might have a pair of jeans on and even the pastor dressed comfortably. I think so that to make people really feel comfortable and be okay with not having your hat on and not having your pantyhose with your heels and all of that. And so that started pulling me in more. And I felt like, okay, this feels more like me. Mm -hmm. This feels like more, something more that I can connect with. Off and on, um, you know, schedule change and so forth, I would go, but still hadn't joined or anything. And then fast forward now, we moved to Georgia. And my husband retired, I'm semi-retired, and we had all these visions, right? You know, you make these plans for yourself. And the first year, everything went as planned. And then right after that, my husband had a serious medical condition. Out of nowhere, he just had a grand mal seizure. It was just one morning, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, he just had this grand mal seizure. He continued to have them, not the grand malls, but he continued to have them until they could regulate, get the right dosage, get the right medication to prevent them from having it, right? So it was kind of, I think it was, it's linked to his, his lack of sleep and he could never really sleep well, but I think that was all related to his job, you know, 30 years of interrupted sleep and having to get up in the middle of the night, you know, so um, I think it was linked to that, but still there were so many things, so many different situations that came out of that, like with our relationship, it was really difficult for my husband to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult for him to deal with it. And that difficulty affected everybody around him. Right. And it just got really hard. I remember an, a friend who used to live in New Jersey, her husband worked with my husband in New Jersey he retired, they visited, they liked it. So they moved here and live in the same subdivision. We started this quest of looking for a church because I knew, I said, okay, my life is different now. I have time. I can find a place to connect with. In New Jersey, I started going to um, Change Church in Ewing, Ewing, New Jersey. And that I think was the game changer even before I got here because it was a non-denominational church. It was come as you are. There was no fanfare. It was held in a non-traditional house of worship. And it just made it easy to come. I felt non-judgmental. I just felt really good going there. And I could really focus on the word. Yeah. I could focus on the word. The pastor is non-traditional. He's able to bring in elements of modern day, 21st century, whether it be music, language, he's able to bring it all in. And the church is, it's diverse in age. See, that's always good. Yeah. It's not dominated by the elders who are holding on to these old traditions. You know, they understand that if they want, if if we're going to reach a younger group, you know, our, our narrative has to be different. Um, We have to be open. We can't be judgmental. And that's how this pastor is. And I think he is probably, no, not probably, he's definitely what got me going on this journey. When I moved from Jersey, he wasn't here, but he was visiting here 
I would drive an hour away to see him and I felt so fulfilled. And I'll say this, I was never more moved until I heard his word ever. So we, we, my girlfriend and I moved forward. We would just go to different, every Sunday, we'd pick another church that was nearby. Mountain West, they, their main church is about 20 or 30 minutes away, but they had just, they just started a, a, um, a campus at a local school that I could literally walk to. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so after, I don't know, maybe six different churches we visited, that one felt good. It was convenient, but again, the word, the, the congregation was diverse. They were so welcoming. It's come as you are. You come in sneakers. They don't care what you come in. Come in with a paper bag on your head. We don't care. We love you. Come in. And that's that started it for me. Like that really, really pulled me in. I would listen to, and I still listen to Change Church, Darius Daniels, every Sunday at nine o'clock. <laughs> And then I would go to Mountain West, their services. Right before COVID, late fall 19, I got baptized. And, you know, it didn't feel forced. It just, I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, all right, what are you waiting for, Tanya? My friend said to me, so what, what, what is it that you're waiting for? And I said, well, you know, I got to clean up some things in my life first. And, and she's like, no. And, and as she's whispering this to me, the pastor is saying, no, you don't get right with God and then come in. And so I was like, you know what? You guys are absolutely right. So I did. And it really started a real, I understood the importance of a real relationship. Mm -hmm. When our oldest moved out, I converted her room to a prayer meditation room. There's no TVs in here. So I started a practice of just getting up and I'm not, I'm not quite there every single day, but I get up and I come in here in the morning while my coffee is brewing and I meditate and I pray. What I found though was, you know, I've got this active mind and I've never prayed consistently ever like I do now. My friend posts these prayers every morning and they're so good. And I remember saying to her one day, I don't know how to pray like that. Growing up, I felt like I didn't learn how to pray. No, it's something you had to kind of, cause just like you were taught to pray for certain things and like almost a certain way, like reciting yes. the scriptures and stuff. and it's just like, I, it took me a while to figure it out too. Cause I'm just like, well, I can't do this. But if I figured out later on in life that, okay, prayer is just talking to God. So whatever I want to say to my friend, if I'm upset, I can just be honest and say, God, I'm mad. Don't want to talk right now. You know, whatever you're feeling, you can tell God about it. And it took me a while to figure that out because we, you're right. We were not taught that. We've had, we had that conversation one time when I was visiting and I'm like, okay. So I remember coming in this room, like when I first started coming in here and because I have a very active mind, mm -hmm. um, like you, I have a lot going on. So I started meditating before. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I started just sitting on my pillow I have my diffuser, I have my oils, my lavender, mm -hmm. um, and I would just sit and meditate for as long as it took for my mind to settle. That's amazing. Yeah. And then once, once I just felt like my mind settled, then I would go into my prayer. See, that is so nice. Because then it's like, once you settle down, you can actually focus on the task at hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and be, and I, I want, I say... You know, I want to be intentional mm -hmm. about my prayer. Exactly. Um, I want to be genuine 
God knows what's in our heart, whether it's coming out of my mouth or not. And through all the crazy, crazy turmoil in the past year and a half, and when I say crazy, I could not have re- predicted a lot that has happened. Right. But I can honestly say through it all, I found peace. That is good. Yeah. You know, that no matter what, he is going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. I know that this situation happened for a reason. Yeah. And perhaps had it not, I would not have got on my journey to build my relationship with God. Right. I love that. Yeah. So I like I and I, like I said, I've thought about it and I've thought about it and I've thought about it. And I really do. It was it was a purpose. It was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I understand now we have to go through these storms to get to the other side. Exactly. What advice would you give someone who's just looking to find God? Where would you tell them to start? What advice would you give them? I would say find someone to help them. I mean, obviously to read the Bible, but find someone who speaks their language, Mm -hmm. find someone who touches their heart because that's to me is where the real connection is. Someone who really speaks to your heart, your spirit and your soul enough to make you come back for more, to make you listen. Don't be afraid to explore. I tell people, and I've always felt this, there are so many different religions. There's so many, there's so much out there. Don't be afraid. If you go one place and it's not for you, then go to another. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much. The takeaway that I want us to get from this interview is that Tanya mentioned in the interview that she found God going through a difficult time when her husband was having health challenges. And I want to let you know that even in our worst times, even in our most difficult times, God is there for us. And even though it seems like he is far away, he is so close to us. And all we have to do is talk to him and ask for his presence. And he is there for us. So just remember, in your most difficult times, God is there for you. The song we're going to listen to today is called God, and it's a song that I wrote as I was going through a difficult time in my life. Um, In 2013, my mother died, um, my father died, a lot of things were going on in my family, with my marriage, my kids, and God was there for me the whole time. So as you listen, I want you to remember and always know that God loves you and that he's there for you.
just a myth or some sort of fairy tale but to me you're everything you're my father and my king people love you for what you do but I in the podcast i would like to invite you to join me on social media if you find that you have an interesting story about how you found god and you'd love to share go ahead just contact me through social media you can either send me a message in messenger on facebook or you can dm me on instagram either way i will be more than happy to hear your story and have you on as a guest of finding god if there's anything else you want to talk about or just connect with me, feel free to join me on social media. Now, all of this information can be found in our show notes, so all you have to do is click on the link and you can definitely connect with me. 
I also would like to invite you to connect with Tanya. Her information is also in the show notes, so you can just click on her links and you will find her there as well. All right, guys, I think that's all. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Finding God. And I hope that as you go through the week, that you also will find God in your life. Can't tell me.